I don't try to change anyone. I just want everyone to be the best version of themselves. And I forgot who told me this, but you know, I just always kind of live by that philosophy of, you know, you are your own business card. And it's impossible to break that first impression that you give anybody. Fashion stylist Michelle Ten is one of the most glamorous and hardworking people that I've met in the industry. I remember being in complete awe when she walked into the fashion office at Lord & Taylor and I literally wanted to rock everything she had on in the exact same way. It's no surprise that Michelle Ten has become one of the most respected and sought after stylists in the industry. Those who know, know. Now, Michelle's New York roots, along with the business training from her father, a local professor, and the carefully curated style from her mother and aunt, would lead her from styling hip-hop greats at The Source magazine to commercial television series like Disney's High School Musical. She currently owns her own agency and coquito business, which I love, called Coquitin. What I love most about Michelle is that she always puts her best foot forward and in turn brings out the best version in others. So check out our conversation. I hope you're inspired like I was. Welcome, welcome to a fashion moment, Michelle Ted. I, I am a fan. I've been a fan girl of yours. Like I would just be taking note. You come to the office. I'm like, oh my god, I love that outfit. Oh my god, I love those shoes. Oh my god, I want to look like that. You were just always bringing it. So I've always been a fan girl, and I'm so excited that I get to share this with my listeners and like, just go into like your journey. Like, you know, I know that you've done like, you know, interviews and videos before, but like, you know, I was like, what, what is Michelle's journey? Like, let's start from the beginning. Like I want all the tea on what was going on, like your inspiration. So I would love to start from the beginning. So where are you from? And you know, where'd you grow up? Um, well, I am of Puerto Rican descent, but born, but born in New York. Both of my parents were born in Puerto Rico and met stateside. Um, and we moved around like a handful of times and it was mostly like Queens and Long Island. Um, but my parents have businesses in the Bronx and a lot of my mom's family lived in the Bronx. So I spent a lot of time there as well. Um, my dad was a college professor at like BMCC Hunter, like different colleges. So, you know, I would, he would take me to class with him sometimes. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Professor? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so he would take me to class sometimes. And then, um, he taught Spanish and English as a second language, but I would 
the handful of times that I went to a class with him, it was his Spanish class. But I remember that I would help him grade the exams at night. <laughs> yeah, he would have me do like, uh, you know, like spelling parts and, you know, multiple choice stuff. Because he would come home like at night with this sack of tasks. And I'd be like, oh, how can I help? And I would just sit there and help him grade the exams. Uh, that is a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, where did your, you know, inspiration and love for fashion come from? You know, you're always so glamorous as well. Thank you. Well, no, I mean, you know, I can argue that I'm an old soul that came back with this. But, you know, <laughs> I ever since I was a kid, I was always really into into fashion, into clothing. I always wanted to wear, you know, frilly dresses and shiny shoes. Um, my mom and my aunt, I mean, you know, they were in their early 20s at the time. So, you know, they always had, you know, like the late, you know, the latest, you know, the Jordache, the Sergio Valente. Yeah. Um, you know, Gucci bags and stuff like that. So, you know, like I saw them and, you know, props to my mom because she really like, you know, she really prided herself in dressing us up or, you know, just really, um, like we were just always like really well put together. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were those kids that everyone was like, oh my God, look what they're wearing. They're so cute. What, you know, like she, you know, she would make us headbands and barrettes. And um, my, my uncle's sister-in-law was a seamstress. Wow. And I would, um, you know, so my mom would have like my birthday dresses made, um, you know, like holiday dresses, special occasions and stuff like that. And you know, granted, they were in, like, the most itchiest fabric. He's <laughs> escaping me. But I, like, I, you know, whatever wasn't lined, I just wanted to oh, like, Lord. tear it apart. But I would literally go to um, to visit the seamstress. First, it started with the, the Barbie catalogs. Oh, that yeah. Dolls. Remember, how, like, they had all the different Barbie dolls and all the different clothes you can get them and stuff like that. And, you know, back then it was mainly like Halston and Bob Mackie. Yes. I mean, these dresses for, for Barbie and I would go to the, you know, to the seamstress literally like, and I would circle the photo and I'm like, I like this, 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 and that. I and love I've it. been like, this child is out of her mind, but okay. <laughs> I love it. You started early. I did. I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to wear pants. I wanted to be in dresses and Mary Jane's. Do you wear pants now? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> running around. Yeah, we do too much running around. I mean, every once in a while, if I need to, you know, profile... Yeah, you know, clients around whatever you know that I but no, but even still, like I like to, you know, I like to find pieces that are you know interesting, you know that yeah. have kind of just um, you know even if I am wearing just a pair of just a t shirt and jeans with sneakers, like I still want all those elements to be the curation. Yeah, I you know I still want it to be interesting to have a twist on it. 
I love that. You use these gifts of yours and you applied to FIT and studied there. Um, now, what did you major in? And I think it's interesting, your choice, given all of this creativity, but well, then it also makes sense. I Before I went to FIT, I went to Nassau Community and got my associates there. Um, you know, when it came, you know, in high school, when I had to figure out a major, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I just remember, you know, I was watching some, like, some interview on TV and the person said, you know, you you know, pick a job that you love and that you're going to enjoy because that's what you're going to be spending most of your days doing. So when I thought about that and I was like, what do I enjoy? And I was like, clothes, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, um, I suck at drawing. I, I don't, you know, in home ec class, I got an A in cooking and F in sewing. So I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm not going to be designing clothes. So I, I majored in fashion buying and merchandising and actually was back then at Nassau that my internship was at Lord and Taylor in Garden City. What? Yes. So by the time I met you, it was like this really odd, like full circle of stuff because I I did my internship in the visual merchandising department. Wow. I was lucky enough that before my um, internship was over, they hired me. Wow. You know, to be, you know, to be a merchandiser at the store, um, and you know, once I got to learn the intricacies and the hierarchy of it, I was like, well, I want to do more. And you know, even as a kid, I wanted, you know, I was like, I want to be like Anna Wintour. I want to be the <laughs> in both. So when it came time for me to uh, to apply to FIT, long-winded ass answer. You know, it's fashion buying and merchandising. I'm not, no, that was, that was Nassau, sorry. Advertising and marketing communications yes, yes. was my major at, at FIT. Um, because I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do design. I didn't, um, you know, that just wasn't my, you know, that wasn't my forte. And then, you know, throughout the electives that I took while I was at FIT, um, that's when I started figuring out, I mean, I had worked in retail. I worked in, um, I worked at a sales showroom, you know, I worked briefly, you know, at a PR office. Like, you know, I did all these like lateral moves for a long time. Um, but you know, I, once I got into that AMC program, that's when I was really able to see all the different facets in the industry and, and find, you know, and find my place within it. Absolutely. And so what would you consider, or like, what was your big first sort of like fashion job? Well, the irony is my big first fashion job was I was still a student at FIT and I got a job as the, um, fashion assistant at the source magazine. Wow. So, so I was still, I was still in school. Um, you know, but at that point I was, I always, I worked throughout, you know, my collegiate years. So, you know, I would work all day and then go to, you know, go to school at night. Um, 
but yeah, while I was, while I was in school, I got, you know, I got the job at the source, um, you know, which was me, you know, when I heard that position was open, cause you know, a lot of these positions, they're not, they're not online. And then no. call, what are the chances of you getting a callback? So, you know, there were like a handful of people that I knew that either worked there or worked really closely with them. And I was just hounding everybody. <laughs> Talk about being like, you know, 22 and ambitious. Like, you know, I was just calling everyone like, so, da -da 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 -da. and then, um, so I started working there while I was still, I still had about like two or three semesters left. Wow. So when it came time for me to do my internship at FIT, because I already worked in what I would have been interning, you know, they just waived it. And for, you know, for people who don't know what the source is, like what I is the source? And also, I mean, at that time, I mean, the source was the major. Source was deal. The source was a big deal. Um, so the source magazine was, and I'm quoting the tagline on the magazine. It was the number one source for hip hop, music, culture, and politics. And, you know, it was still like at its prime at that time. So it was a big, it was a big deal. Did you meet any celebrities yeah. at that time? Were there any like shoots? You were just like, oh my God, like this is happening. Well, yeah, I did meet celebrities throughout the shoot because, you know, they would, you know, there was either, you know, there'd be like a, let's say like a short list of people that they wanted to feature in each issue. And then it was like, okay, well, how can we trickle these people into, you know, yeah. the fashion pages? But I've never, I've never been one to fan out, you know, like I don't, you know, you know, and I, I've met some like really, you know, whether amazing or high profile, um, you know, musicians, celebrities, what have you. And, you know, I never, I was just like, all right, they're, you know, they're yeah. like us. Um, so I never like, you know, any handful, like, you know, I might like fan out on the inside, but it's actually like the most randomest of people. Um, Me too. I'm the same way. I'm the, like, it's the people like, you know, maybe they're, you know, extremely great at a specific craft or I admire them for something, but it's usually not a celebrity. Yeah. And I mean, I've, you know, I, I just, you know, I've worked with a good amount of people and I never felt, you know, so it would be like other people being like, oh my God, what are you doing with such and such? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're like, I'm working. <laughs> right, right. Or even if it was like I had an event that was like shortly after. So you're still like fresh in their brains and they remember you. Absolutely. So like, what are you doing sitting next to Jay-Z? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm really just sitting down. Yeah. I have to say my biggest fit. And it wasn't even while I was working, I was walking down Broadway, like, you know, like one year around Halloween. Cause I was trying to figure out what costume to get. And I walked into antique boutique and literally almost walked into Jean-Paul Gaultier. <gasps> yeah. Exactly. Oh my god! Exactly, and you know, so I'm just walking in, and you know, and we like it's like we caught each other because we're about to like bump into each other, 
And, you know, and I didn't say any, you know, I didn't like say anything to him. But like, when I was inside, I, I couldn't even, like, I wasn't even looking. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, well, on the inside, I was completely freaking out. Oh, you're blessed, girl. You're blessed. <laughs> you're blessed. Yeah. Wow. That is a moment. Oh, my God. Um, the only, I would say the only main celebrity where I was like, oh my God, was I, I was in the fashion district for work and I was literally like on the phone with my husband talking about groceries and he was like, oh, we need, I'm like, oh, whatever. And literally walking towards me is JLo and Alex holding hands. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, is this happening? Is this and she's so petite in person. Like, she, is, she is. And she's like gorgeous. The skin. Yeah. I mean, the hair. And he was just, you know, look, he was just so happy. I think they were like on a date or, you know, date night or something. And I was just like, holy crap. And I just mouthed to her while I was on the phone. I said, shut up, shut up to my husband. Just shut up. And I was like, I love you, girl. I love you. And she just smiled like, I love you too. And I was like, ah, I'm blessed. But that was it. That was the only major celebrity where I was like, okay, okay, girl. But everyone else, I think, you know, to be successful in the business, it's that level of professionalism, realizing that you have a job to do, you're focused, and That's and also realizing who you are in the mix of it all. Because if you, if these are your colleagues and the people that you want to work with and the industry you want to work in get comfortable because these are the people who you're going to be working with. So yeah. that makes total sense. So I have to ask, you know, for the folks who are just getting started and, you know, it's a very competitive business, sort of looking back on your journey, like what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out, who, who wants to be a part of it, who wants to find their, their footing in the industry? Um. I mean, you know, there's so many things that, you know, like they're, you know, to this day, a styling 101 class doesn't really exist. Um, you know, and, you know, there have been some like, you know, online courses that I've, you know, seen other stylists, you know, begin to implement. But I think one of the most important takeaways for me from all of it is you really have to understand that it is such a larger scope of actual work that needs to be done besides picking out cute clothes. You know, having an eye for fashion, knowing how to put clothing together, knowing how to, whether it's translate that, you know, editorial sense of an idea of, you know, whether you're creating the story with clothing or you're dressing us, you know, a celebrity, you know, especially nowadays, it's so prevalent that, you know, people are using, um, you know, whether you, whether you're, it's an influencer or an executive that you're dressing, those people have their own personality and their own things that they're willing to wear and not wear. Um, so it's important to be able to put that vision of who that person is together and elevate it. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, whether it's negotiation, paperwork, invoicing, 
accounting that goes into it that people don't, you know, they don't, they don't get it until they're in it. And if you're not prepared to do all of that, which I will say I've learned so much from every mistake that I've made, those are all things that you have to equally be savvy in or surround yourself with people that are, you know, it's, it's a lot of cultivating relationships, you know, maintaining these relationships with clients after that job is over because there'll always be another job. Um, and shit, having really good credit. (laughs) Hey, because, you know, if I'm just making this number up, if I'm told that I need to, that my wardrobe budget is $5,000, I'm going to show up with easily $25,000 to $30,000 worth of clothing so that you can walk away with the five that you asked for. And, you know, that in that, you know, having good credit, um, you know, having the relationships with the stores so that you can do consignments and, and studio services, um, and also realizing all the legwork because it's really a grind when it comes down to that. Um, this job that I was, you know, when you and I first, I think we were like talking like back in in September or like end of August. And I was about to go through like this really big project. And I was like, there's just, you know, that was my three hours of sleep. And I'm like, you know, I can't like there, you know, there was just so much to do. And then, you know, when you have to dress like a large ensemble cast, I, I I can't, you know, even if I tried, I cannot shop for 11, 12 people by myself, especially in a short period of time, because, you know, for, for like, you know, you can go on for months talking and discussing ideas, but when that trigger is pulled, it's always at the 11th hour. Yeah. You know, it's always, and I mean, you know, COVID has just presented a whole other layer of obstacles and, um, you know, just things, everything's just operating differently. It doesn't matter what, um, what industry that you're working in. So, you know, as far as styling is concerned, it's something that would take me a day to shop might now take me three. Wow stores you know every store that you walk into has like a different season of merchandise and yeah you know the bulk of it it's like you know and in new york city it's like you can find anything and i would you know find myself going to stores and they're like oh you know it's online wow like there's just there's so much more availability of merchandise online than there is at the stores and i don't you know for for projects i don't love online shopping because I want I want to see it feel it um because you know understand the sizing everything runs differently so you know that in itself presented a whole other layer of challenges not to mention stores that that are open when you buy it and by the time you go return it they're like you know either on a liquidation sale or just already out of business like all right buy yourself or, you know, oh, we're not accepting A, B, and C merchandise back. because it's it, wild. It really is. It really, really is.
Well, you know, you have so many people that you're working with at any given time. I'm curious, like, what do you do to sort of tap into, like, okay, this is who this person is and like sort of sparking the vision for the look? Like, is is there something in particular that you do? Do you have like interviews with people? Like, how, do, how does that typically work? I rarely ever get to speak to the person that I'm dressing before. Like I can count with one hand in the past 20 years, like the amount of, so a lot of it is, you know, I, I go through their Instagrams. If they don't have Instagram, I Google them. Um, you know, and you know, I luck up if they have a video because I get to hear them talk and get an idea for their feel. Um, and that's coupled with, you know, whatever the vision for the shoot is, if that is being managed by a different entity, whether it's a TV network or a record label. And then I, you know, have to find like that in between, but you know, if, you know, if I see someone that doesn't wear high heels, I'm not bringing <laughs> That's not what you like, you know, it was this one job that I did and, you know, I had to dress a handful of talent and one of the, one of the girls in there, you know, when I went through her Instagram, you know, it was a lot of fitted dresses and, and sneakers or like really low heels, but like the theme for the shoe was a more elevated, you know, dressed wow. up look. So I'm like, I'm, I remember one of my one of my shoppers, you know, he's I'll assign, you know, when it's so many people, I, you know, assign other stylists, you know, some of the characters based Absolutely. on what you them to excel on and what they gravitate on. So what, so on and so forth. And she shows up with like a ton of stiletto heels. And I'm like, where, because I also do like, you know, I watch whatever I need to watch. I, you know, research online, whatever I need to research. And then if I have other people, then I'll put together like a PDF. Because mm. I've already done, I've already done the, all the research. And this is what it needs to be within the parameter of what the client wants. So, you know, I don't, I don't try to change anyone. I just, want everyone to be the best version of themselves. And I forgot who, who told me this, but, you know, I just always kind of live by that philosophy of, you know, you, or maybe nobody told me this, maybe this book just came to It's me. all you girl. Um, you know, you are your own business card and, you know, you can't ever, it's impossible to break that first impression that you give anybody. So if you can walk into a room and I don't want to use the word mesmerize, you know, people be like, I like that word, you know, oh shit. I like what she's wearing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that, um, and also like it instills confidence, you know, in, in you to be like, all right, like this is, you know, put together, this is, this is hot or whatever, but you know, it's really just putting, putting out like the best version of oneself with clothes. 
podcasts are awesome. And I know you love them too, or you wouldn't be here right now. But have you ever thought about starting your own? Don't worry, you don't have to be a techie, but you do need a bit of guidance so you don't make costly mistakes. My name is Sunny, and I've been podcasting for a long time. I've launched more than 15 profitable podcasts, and I'm the founder of the Independent Podcast Network. My online course, How to Launch Your Profitable Podcast in 30 Days, gives you the keys to the five P's of podcasting, which is everything you need to launch and grow a successful podcast. You get unlimited access to more than 35 videos and dozens of handouts. And when you purchase my course, you're also supporting this awesome podcast because they're getting 50% of the money when you use their special link. How cool is that? Let me help you get started with your podcast. Go to podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. That's podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. I love that. I mean, that's how I felt when you walked into our office. I said, who is that? I mean, I was so I am such a fan. I'm such a fan. And you know, I all, you know, even though it's been a minute, you know, I'm always like, I wonder what Michelle is up to. And I wonder what she's wearing. I wonder what I, I I'm sure she's working, but like what 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 is the it item I should be wearing right now? Like you're one of my inspirations for like Thank style. You. I mean, what are you what are your like sort, you know, like what are your sources for you know, like whether it's like clothes or how you get inspired to wear or buy, you know, buy the items that. Yeah. I mean, very similar, you know, first of all, I read everything, like mm-hmm. literally everything it doesn't have to be fashion related. It could be history. It could be, I also love like street style. I love people watching. So in New York, I'd be like, you know, that creeper in the, um, in like Bryant park on my lunch break, just like eating away and watching and watching and watching. And because I love the way, like the creative way people on the street put things together. I'm like, Oh my God, it's something you just don't, you know, see on the runways or, or, you know, with runway, it's like a full look, you know, but these are people that are mixing and matching, but it also infuses their own personal experience, their identity, their culture, maybe what's happening that day. And it's just so inspiring to me. I also, um, look to entertainment. I love what these wardrobe stylists are doing on some of these shows, you know, like, you know, like no shame, but like, I love me some cookie lion on, um, empire. I I love those looks and I forget who the wardrobe person is, but I would just be, I'd be like, Oh my God, I love that top. I think I, I think I got like a a first stole or something that she was wearing on one of the shows. And it was like on clearance too. And it was like, you know, like color blocked. It was dope. I was like, Oh my God. So, you know, I feel like inspiration is everywhere and I'm a little, you know, I think it's also important to know yourself, like the things that you connect with. Like, I love some glitter. I love bold colors. You know, I love, love some fur, you know, PETA don't come after me, please. I mean, you know. <laughs> so, a little silver, a little gold, you know, so yeah. 
it's just, you know, there have been times throughout life where I'm like, oh, maybe I should, you know, tone it down or, you know, like, you know, when you're in these certain situations and you're looking for yourself and you're finding yourself, it's like, no, if this is who you are, embrace it. And I, I truly think that authenticity like shines through, you know, like you said, the best version of yourself. So you got to know yourself in order to be yourself and show up. Yep. That's what I Amen. <laughs> but you know, you're you're also like a hardcore businesswoman, which I love. So like you started Misfit Styles. Like, what is Misfit Styles? And like, first of all, where'd you where'd you get the idea for the name? I love it. <laughs> it was man. So when I was working at the source, um me and a handful of my girlfriends who were all still, you know, close to this day. We started calling ourselves the misfits. I don't, and I don't even remember how that like came about. And then gem in the holograms misfits. Yes. I love, yes. Yes. Gem fans. I love it. So the, um, I remember when I left the source, you know, when I left the source the first time and, um, and, you know, I was, you know, freelancing my stepdad, who was an attorney, he was like, um, you need to incorporate, otherwise you are going to be murdered in taxes. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay. Um, you know, and he, you know, he put together my, my corporate and I was like, what do I call this? Like, I don't know. And then, you know, in that, um, you know, in the theme of, you know, the mis the misfits, you know, were still prevalent at that time. I was like, well, you know, cause we had always talked about like, you know, putting together like this multifaceted agency. And I was like, well, I'm not going to name it the misfits because it's all of us collectively. So I just called the misfit styles. Yeah. And, and you have agency. an agency. You also, I mean, you know, you guys got to follow Michelle on, uh, on Instagram. She's got the world. Okay. Of Michelle Tan, <laughs> which I love. Um, cause you have so much going on. So you have the agency part of it as well. So like, you know, representing the talent, like what inspired you to do that and to start representing others in a, in a larger way. And like, what is that, what is that management process been like for you? Um, you know, it, it came from a place of going back to working at the stores. I was producing all the shoots. So, you know, I would source out hair, makeup, groomers, you know, whether it was a studio catering and, you know, doing that kind of followed me after I was just styling. And I would find that clients would have me inadvertently produce these shoots, but I wasn't getting a product. I wasn't getting an, an additional fee. Um, but, you know, after a few times of that, I was like, well, damn, like, you know, I'm doing this extra work or whatever, you know, let me monetize it. Absolutely. And that's how, you know, that's burned about because, you know, when you're in that, when, you know, when you're working with same, with the same people or they're like, oh, well, you know, I need a groomer. Who should I hire? I need hair. Who should I hire? Um, and that's, you know, how that came about. I mean, I think agent, I mean, agencies in general 
nowadays, you know, I know, like, operate from a different vantage point. Um, because a lot of the times, you know, I would find, you know, when it came down to it, they'd be like, well, can you get the agency fee? You know, because so then, and sometimes you do it. And then sometimes you're like, well, I'm basically doing this for free. Yeah. So, you know, that is, you know, so I give, and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm small in that sense. Like, you know, I, you know, I, shifted my you know I've shifted my energies a bit but you know it's still there um you know I love bringing people together how do you find the talent like how you know some some of these new generation folks you know like I'm like come on where's the hustle like where do you find the talented people to build your team um I mean it came from you know it was really born at the source. Wow. You know, because I'm, if I'm producing, let's say two or three stories every month, you know, I'm hired, you know, I'm constantly hiring people and, you know, a, there's that variable of talent not being available the day that you're shooting. And then there's the other variable of, you know, if, if you're shooting, you know, an artist, they want their people. Um, you know, so it might be like, oh, you know, that person only uses X for makeup right, and Y for hair and wow. Z for grooming. So then you end up, you know, bringing those people in. Wow. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how over the years, like I, you know, I met people and, you know, colleagues that I still work with and, and love dearly <laughs> to this day because it's been so many years. Wow. But, you know, but I know like a lot of that stuff, you know, a lot of it's been, you know, really challenging. Um, and, you know, keep in mind when I, you know, when we first started out, the internet wasn't what it is now. There was no such thing as social media. So wild. Yeah. So that, you know, brings a whole other layer in that, you know, you have to like be accountable for um but i just really think the most important way of getting and maintaining your clients is you know doing good work absolutely you know keeping your relationships strong um not having meltdowns (laughs) when you know when things get you you know when directives get changed last minute or you know um be you know being prepared you know, it's so, you know, when something goes down, like, I don't even have, like, I won't give myself any time to freak out about it because freaking out isn't going to solve it. Yelling at someone isn't going to solve it. So, I mean, you know, most recently, especially with like, lar- you know, when it's like the larger projects, you know, my patience gets tested. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot absolutely and and i you know and i'll think to myself like i am going to lose lose it right now i'm going and i'm like i can't i have too much stuff to do you know and you know there's all there's always wrenches being thrown in every day you know speaking of being prepared okay i think what people 
don't know, especially if they're not styling. Everybody has a styling kit. Like real stylists have the kits. They, they've got, you know, the supplies, you know, just in case anything goes wrong. Like how big is your styling kit? And is there something that you keep in your kit that you don't see a lot of other folks sort of carrying on to? Because there's always something, something like that could happen. Like whether the dress come, you know, comes apart or, you know, like I'm curious what, what's in your styling kit? My, I mean, I have the the basics, of course, top stick. I mean, you you cannot not have top stick. Like, that, you know, it, it, it's like the MacGyver of, you know, most wardrobe mishaps. Um, you know, it's just, it's like, for the most part, it's basic stuff. I mean, you're like you know, snacks. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I do like. Granted, when I like, I always try to keep like some like candy or mints or something. Um, one of well, there's two things I think I have in, in my kit that no one else does, um, and one of them will seem a bit taboo. But the first thing, it, you know, and this is so simple, but for some reason, people are always like so shocked and mesmerized when I have it. You know, it's just, you know, one of those hoods, you know, the netted hoods to, like, prevent makeup from getting on, on your clothes. Um, I, because, you know, eat, like, they'll pick out their outfit, but then they got to go to hair and makeup. And then while they do that, we prepare everything. And then when they come back and put it on, you run the risk of getting makeup, like, all over the place. Wow. Right before wow. you're about to go on set. So, you know, I have, like, these nets and, you know, with, like, zippers and, and people were always like, wow, I can't believe you have that. And I'm like, how? How? Be because, you know, you learn, like, you know, God forbid you get makeup all over a white T-shirt. Oh. You go on there and then everyone's waiting for you. Because it's always, how many, how many moments? When can I do the, you know, and, and sometimes I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, they'll get upset if you say over X amount. And I'm like, yeah, but I legit need this time. Yeah. It's not that um, you know, trying to hold people. Yeah, like I can't, I can't, like I wish I could snap my fingers for a lot of stuff, but I can't. So, (laughs) so that's you know, and then like these just happen, and then you're like, you know, all the shot wipes in the world. I mean, oh my god, again, shot wipes always have to be replenished. Um, but I'll keep also random stuff like you know a multi socket extension cord because sometimes there isn't like enough you know, for you to plug in. Um, I sometimes keep a flask in my kit. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, <laughs> someone will be really like uncomfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Or, or like I could hear the photographer like, oh my God, these pictures are so stiff. Oh no. <laughs> and you, yeah, because it's like you see them like, and they're you know, and then there's those like behind the scene conversations of you know, these photos look really stiff or strained or whatever. Um, and if I feel comfortable, if I don't think like someone in corporate is going to like freak out, yeah, freak yeah. out what. You know, there have been a handful of times where, you know, because I'll talk to them and I'll, and 
like I'll try to convey the message without saying yo you know because you have to find like that tactful way so yeah. if I see that little th- and I was like you know like in Russell's I'm like do you want a shot <laughs> like, <laughs> because you see it like if someone's nervous oh, there. Scared, see it in and then it's like it just it just folds everything up. So, it sure does. And yeah. this is a great segue because <laughs> you have you have expanded the empire into <laughs> alcohol and spirits. Okay, let me. I, I, I got. Is it coquito? Yes. Woo! Got it. So, where, like, where in the world did this company? Like, wh- how did this happen? First of all, number one. And number two, I'm going to have to get my hands on a case or cases. You know, I'm I'm in the DMV area and I, I'm like, where can I place my order? But please tell tell us, tell us what, like, where, like, where this, this company come from? Like, what inspired you to get into this space? Well, for those that don't know what Coquito is, it's the best way to succinctly describe it is the Caribbean equivalent of eggnog. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, like the classic recipes, heavy on dairy and sugar and coconut and, and rum. Yeah. You know, it's some, I've made it for years. Um, you know, it's a recipe that was handed down to me. Um, and I kind of, you know, for so long, I took that for granted. I'd be like, all right, you know, when I want some, I'll just make it. Or, you know, if I, if I'm going to holiday parties, I would, you know, take it as a gift. I would gift it to clients that I, that I knew liked it. And that's how it was for like a really long time. And then, um, one year I gifted to my friends who, we're starting a um, an alternate an alternative health and wellness. <laughs> yes, like you know, community based. Um, yeah. You know, like dinner series, and you know, they eventually, like you know, they were you know making you know snacks and treats and stuff. And I get coincidentally, I used to work with him at the source. <laughs> so I, you know, I gave them a bottle one year and they were like, you know, they weren't familiar with it. So, you know, I gave them a, a really brief history lesson on it. And I was like, you know, you guys should maybe think about like offering this next holiday season. I don't think anyone's, you know, positioning it in that way it could do really, you know, well for you. So, you know, when that year cycled around and, you know, they placed an order, I made it. I, you know, my aunt sees me, like, I go to visit my aunt and she's like, what are you doing with all these bottles? And I tell her, and she was like, oh, I should gift it to my vendors as well. Put me down for like X amount. So I was like, all right, cool. And then a few days later, a friend of mine came over and she works for, um, you know, for a large spirit conglomerate and she's Puerto Rican. So, you know, she comes in and I'm like, Oh, I just made some, like, do you want? So, you know, she tries and she's like, Oh, I should give this to my bosses, but can you make it with, you know, with cognac? And I was like, I'll try. Sure. And then 
after that, like a friend of mine was like, oh, my friend opened a store in Harlem. You know, why don't you do a pop-up shop? And in my head, I'm like, who wants to buy this? You know, again, I'm, I'm coming from a place where I took it for granted that whenever I made it, I would, you know, whenever I wanted, I would just make it. And I, you know, and at first I'm like, oh, I don't know, whatever. And, um, you know, so I begrudgingly agreed to do a pop-up shop. And, you know, I will preface this with, you know, I was in a boutique. It wasn't like this giant store. But I remember, you know, looking up and there was like a line going out the door in December. Like people like, and I was like, oh my God, like this is, I'm like, oh, this could be something. And, you know, I've done it for like a few years now. You know, every year, like I learn a little bit more about the process, you know, as far as like sales and like, you know, really as, you know, establishing things. I mean, granted, like, the amount of like legal hurdles, you know, is, you know, it, you know, that takes a, a long time and there's like all this, you know, stuff. So, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still like, I still learn something every year. Um, and that, you know, that's really how it, how it started. It was just like that string of events and it was all like within the span of like a few weeks, you know, after that initial conversation with my friends carried over into the next year. And then, you know, all of that like happened back to back. You were on like <laughs> TV too, talking about it. I was like, okay, Michelle. <laughs> you know, and that, that was like the crazy thing. Cause I, um, the, the person that put that together, like she had reached out to me and I hadn't spoken to her in like from ever so I didn't even know like she was working you know that and she was like hey you know we're doing like this segment and we love you to come in and I was like okay you know but that wasn't even any like I didn't I didn't plan for that I didn't like that happen you know that just kind of happened and you know I've, I've I've seen I've seen that come together in such a like short period of time compared to like, you know, my styling career. I mean, I feel that things that took me 10, 15, 20 years to get to my styling career, I got there like in a much shorter period of time here. So, you know, it, it was, you know, it was kismet. It wasn't anything that it, it wasn't planned at wow. all. It just kind of came together and I was like, okay, well, you know, let me, you know, run with this and see what happens. And, you know, it just, you know, it continually grows every, every season. So now do you have like different kinds? Because I could have swore I saw like a photo and like one of them, it kind of reminded me of like the quarter waters you could buy, you know, in your complex in New York. And I was like, ah, which are the best. I love those quarter waters y'all. But I was just like, oh my God, like this yeah. is amazing. So that one, that's one that I formulated for the, for the summer. Um, they, you know, there were a handful of things that I, that I was thinking about and I had in motion at the beginning of the year before the pandemic. And, you know, one of my goals is ultimately to make this beverage evergreen. You know, it, it's not, you know, people think, People go mad between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's for it. I mean, you know, and you can extend it to Three Kings Day. But after that, it's like, 
like I have a handful of people that will buy it throughout the year, but it's that short window between Thanksgiving and Christmas where everyone just goes insane. So I did that one over the summer as a like, you know, and it, and it did, it did well, you know, given okay. it's a pandemic and I'm not in any like stores per se. Um, but I do like, you know, there's the classic recipe, which I make with, with rum. Um, and then the other ones have kind of evolved from there. So my friend that worked at the, you know, that works at the um, spirits company, you know, I made hers with, you know, with cognac. Um, and then, so then that's how I came up with that one. Cause it's like, if, if the classic one reads like a, um, oh God, sorry. <laughs> if, it, if it reads like a sugar, like if the classic recipe is like a sugar cookie, the cognac one, it takes on like this caramelly flavor. It's, it's my favorite one. Oh my like, gosh. Where, where can we get, where can we buy, where can we buy the product? I mean, Coki10.com. That's where it's at. You can place uh, it online. I do shit. So. Yay! I, and you know, each state has their rules and all that, but yes, it, all. But I mean, all of that is like I'm still under the radar. With all <laughs> yeah. So um, check it out, y'all. Like, yes. get, get you can, it. You can have an unmarked box sent to you. <laughs> um, but I, in realizing that so many people have like, you know, nowadays people more so, I think more so than ever have like dietary restrictions, whether it's yeah. like al allergies or lifestyle choices. So it took me about like a year to come up with the idea to do a like vegan dairy free oh. version of it. Okay. So that, yeah. So that one's like all coconut based. There's no, there's no soy, there's no nuts, there's no dairy, <laughs> you know? So at first people were like, you know, cause people will come up to me at, like in the beginning and they were like, Oh, well, do you have a vegan dairy free one? Like I'm a purist. So in my head, I'm like, no, like, but it was like enough people that asked that after the season was over, I was like, you know what? Let me, I should explore it just to see like what it would, um, and, you know, it took me, like, a few tries to play around the recipe. You I know, love I, I was, you know, I made it, and it was great, but it had um, it had soy milk in it. And then you yeah, had people yeah. don't do soy, or they're allergic to nut. And I was like, I, you know, but I had made, like, different, iter you know, because I, like, I'll do, like, an, you know, I'll do, like, a custom order. Um, and I had made, like, different iterations of it. And I'm like, all right, I can't, I can't have 500 different. Like, I can't have 500 different versions. It's just, it's a, you know, it's a, a lot of work, a lot of inventory. And uh, like, you know, it felt like the options were crowded. Like it was too many. So that, um, the coconut one's really good. It's really good. But, oh my God, I am like so ready. So ready. So I want to delve back into your style a little bit. Like you have such a unique point of view um, with, with the way you show up in your clothes. Like for someone who's sort of like 
trying to figure out their look or like, you know, sort of figure out what their style is? Like, do you have any, any like advice on how they would go about sort of figuring that out? Like their self-discovery? Well, I think, I think it's a, a variety of different things that, that will contribute to that. Um, a big part of it is, you know, what's your day like? Are you getting in your car to drive to work? Are you getting on a train and then subway? Um, you know, so like that mode of transportation is important. Are you walking outside for long periods of time, whether it's rain, snow, or, um, or like, you know, really hot outside. Um, I think also it's, you know, what do you gravitate towards? What are the things that, you know, that constantly catch your eye, whether it's a shape, a color, um, a silhouette. Also, it's try a lot of it is trial and error, you know, especially when you're younger and you're like trying to figure out who you are. So you go through this like variety of trends. Um, one thing that I've learned is just cause it's, it's trending just cause it's in style doesn't mean it's going to work for me, hmm. you know? So it's understanding you know, your, your body type, your shape, what, what types of clothing and, um, and colors flatter you versus what doesn't like, you know, I, I'll see certain trends. Like, you know, I love like these big maxi dresses, and, you know, with lots of ruffles, they look so beautiful, but on me, they don't, they don't flatter my body type doesn't mean that I don't like it. It's just, I'm like, I'm like, this makes me look fat or this makes me look, you know, something, you know, that's not positive. So, yeah, you know, it, it's learning that and understanding that your, your confidence, your, your self-worth is going to make anything look good whether it's on trend or not. So if, and I'm going to use Rachel Zoe for, as an example, because I just remember, you know, I, I remember in my head this time where everyone was pushing, you know, skinny jeans, skinny jeans, skinny jeans. Yes. And here comes Rachel Zoe and she's wearing, you know, flared bell bottoms and, which wasn't necessarily in, but she, but she sells like she was like she sells her looks every day, and that to me that was like such a like example of if you find something that works for you, run with it. It doesn't wow. matter if it's quote unquote on trend or stuff, you'll eventually get to that point where you know what works for you. Love it. So once you have that formula down, you know, I'm like, I love a black skinny jean. So 
and I probably have way too many pairs of black skinny jeans. But there's my little arsenal ready to go. Like whenever I, because I know it works. I know if I throw on a sneaker, if I throw on a boot, if I throw on a heel, I can, you know, I can go from a whole day of running around in sneakers. And then let's say if I have to go to a dinner afterwards, I'll just change my shoe. Uh, if, if I even change my shoe, I'll just change it and keep going. But that I know that I don't have to literally change my entire outfit. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I mean? And don't get me wrong. Like if I could easily change my outfit like four or five times a day. <laughs> but I can't. I'll be like, oh, well, what I want to wear to run errands is it what I want to wear to work, but it's not what I want to like. I if I was left to my own devices and had that time, oh, I would change. I would change several times. Yes, I love it. I totally would, but it's you know, I love it. A lot of the times, it's just not even. You know, it doesn't even. It makes no sense. I love <laughs> it. it. Well, you know, who are like? Do you have like go-to designers that you love to wear like right now? Like. Are there or are there classics that you're just like, oh, I gotta have my Prada, I gotta have my Gucci? Like, are there s- specific brands that speak to you? Um, I mean, considering I've had a lifelong affinity to Gucci since <laughs> I was about like five or six years old, that's definitely Gucci.com can be my best friend and my worst enemy. <laughs> best friend to pay out everything I want, worst enemy. If I'm about to like clear out my bank account about, cause I'm like, I just, Ooh. and when I go there, you know, I'm always like, I'm like, I want everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Gucci for sure. Um, I, I tend to lean towards Italian and French designers. Um, but I will say that's very like, I'm, I'm very heavy into accessories. Yeah, also, yes. when you're making that investment, you know, it's justifiable to, you know, spend money on a bag that I know I'll get really good use out of. Um, and I mean, I do have like, I do have designer clothes, but not as much as like bags and shoes and belts and stuff like that. Um, but from a perspective of like everyday stuff, um, you know, I would say brands like ALC. Uh, I'm obsessed with a gold day jeans. No, I'm sorry, not a gold day jeans. Um, Legence. Oh, you're putting me on. So they're, um, I mean, I discovered them on Net-A-Porte. But oh, they, I love Net-A-Porte. They, they do this, um, like this cropped torn jean that I'm like obsessed with. Can you, just, can you just do outfit of the days on your Instagram, please? Because I mean, seriously, I'm like, hold on. Wait, who, who, who? No, you know, and it's people like, I feel, you know, for me to do like outfit of the day, I feel like I need like a photographer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, well, 
I mean, you could either do it, you know, like the raw photo shoots where you got, you know, you have your phone on a, on a tripod and you're just like, click, you know, cause all the, all the new kids now are more into like, oh, it's so raw. It's so real, you know, like they yeah. want authenticity. It's where like my editorial beginnings kind of come out. Cause I'm like, all right, well, if I'm wearing this outfit, I want to be in this backdrop. And then by yep. the time I go through all that in my head, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go to work. Like I can't. It's <laughs> over. Right. I love it. I love it. But no, like, so, like Bag and Bone, I love their jeans. Um, R.I.P. Top Shop in New York. Oh, oh my God. Is, is it gone? Well, there's Top Shop in Nordstrom, but like their standalone boutiques all closed. Really? Yeah. Because I remember the big one in Soho. Remember, remember when it opened, like just oh God, people from all over the world were down there. I mean, it was crazy. And I used to be a hostess at the Dos Caminos, like right up the street. Yeah. And that was just the place to be. That is wild. Wow. Uh, I mean, wow. so they're still online um, and they have Topshop boutiques inside Nordstrom. You know, wow. there's, there's two Nordstroms now in I haven't been in a in a retail store like that in a minute. I must admit, I've been doing like online. You know, the online shopping has increased, and you know, just in terms of like the way that I shop. But I tend to stick to those brands that I know. Like I know the fit. I know, but but then you sort of miss out on some of the newer brands because you don't have the exposure to it or you're not in there feeling and, and really experiencing the brand. Yeah. And also the, um, like, you know, I, like some of the department stores will have exclusive, will have exclusive I- items by the designer. Um, I was looking for these, for these Gucci boots well, I saw them on oh, which ones. Wait, which ones? I might have just deleted the photos. <laughs> they were, um, did I delete the photos off? Let me see. I was looking at them earlier. I like was I obsessed them. with the Sylvie boot for like, like forever because I love the the snake, like the serpent on the bottom. And I was like, oh, that's so that's so chic. Like I just loved it, and I love the leathers. Yeah. But they, I had to put them on timeout after that, you know, that one time. But yes. I know they have like the diversity council. Shout out to Brandis, who was on the show. <laughs> um, and you know, they are making the proper steps. But I, you know, I had a I had to put them on pause and just you know, hold close my dapper dan pieces and just pray that things would get better. So yeah, I mean they you know and because I totally like dissect those situations and, you know, you have that layer of, you know, and I'll generalize it, you know, by people that best way to generalize it is people in Europe have no idea what, you know, what triggers people in the U S and I'm keeping it general because it yeah. can be African-Americans, it can be Latinos. It, um, so in that instance with Gucci, I, you know what? I immediately saw the reference to Lee Bowery. Mm. 
Wow. That's where the designer, I mean, if you look, if you Google Lee Bowery, I mean, yeah, you know, imagine like boy George, but like a little further out there. Right. So the designer made that piece with Lee Bowery in mind, Mm -hmm. not realizing all of the negative African-American connotations that came with it. Um, what be like, so you, you see where people aren't, um, I don't think it was done with ill intention. I just right. think, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody <laughs> should have been like, Hey, this, this doesn't read, you know, this is like, this is going to offend A, B, and C. Right. Nobody like said, you know, no one said anything. Um, but of, of all, all of these, you know, so many companies. So like, many, so many, yeah. To me, Gucci at least owned up to it and did something about it. Because right. other companies don't care. You know what I mean? So they did, um, you know. They got the council. They have the head of diversity now. I think, you know, just across the board, especially if there are consumers that are, you know, investing heavily in your brand, you know, sort of listening to them, knowing who they are, I think is important yeah. as well. Keeping um, like at the top of mind. Yeah. And also diversifying, you know, your companies and your teams, I think is so important. And just the move that's happened in the US and around the world. And, you know, uh, these companies realizing just how important it is, like to be inclusive, I think is, is phenomenal. And hopefully, you know, we'll see some of those results in the future. Until then, I'm like, stay away from my my credit card. <laughs> no, I, I always joke around and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like when, you know, because I, I mean, I probably go on the net, like going on the Net-A-Porte app is probably one of the first things I do in the morning. Also, because it helps me get an idea of what's like new. Because, you know, I will, I will do my like, I will do my laps around like, you know, department stores and boutiques, you know, to get an idea, like, even if I'm like in between jobs, like, well, what's here right now, um, you know, to stay informed. But, you know, then like, if I see something that reminds me of a friend, I text it to them because I'm like, Oh, you know, my friend loves a poofy blouse. Absolutely. My other friend loves a, you know, an, an evening bag only with a handle on it. She hates clutches. So, you know, whenever I see, you know, when I, whenever I see things that, um, or my other friend likes really like ornate luggage type bag. So whenever I see that stuff, I like, I, you know, I just start, you know, I send it out to people. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Me and my friends do that too. And I swear, like, this is like a million years ago and y'all could take this, take this idea. Somebody needs to do it so that, you know, to make our lives easier as, as fashion gals. But, you know, like instead of sending all these links to each other, I'm like, is there a way we could just send a thumbnail 
and just like it's like everything your friends send you, you have it in your phone, like in a in, in an app in a in a special place so that you know you can think about it. You sort of like what Lucky did with the little stickers, but it's in your phone. It's in an app. You know, like my original idea was the glam assistant. It didn't work out um, because I didn't know any developers. And this is like early 2000s, like, you know, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, my God, is there an easier way where people like where, you know, you can share with your friends, your special network of people who know you and just make it easy to just send items that you can consider purchasing? I mean, I think. It's supposed to be way easier nowadays to make an app than it is. So I think you should still look. I, I think you should do it. Girl, you know, I got these two kids. You know, I'm out here hustling and grinding. I've got this two-year-old for you. I'm tired, girl. I'm tired. But I will I will take that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. And listen, I, you know, I, I feel like I live in a perpetual state of exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally understand. I feel um, you. I feel well, you know. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But if you know, when it gets to that point where it's it kind of like tugs at your soul strings, like this really needs to be done. What like I can't tell you how many times I'm like putting together like overlays and graphics and videos and stuff in bed on my phone. Like right before I go to sleep or I'm like, all right, well, let me just tinker around <laughs> with this. Um, but no, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I'm always, you know, like up until like two Saturday, like two Saturdays ago was the first day I had off in two and a half months. Wow. Because you know, maybe there were some days where it was like, all right, you know, you could sleep in a little bit, but you still have stuff to do. Well, I can't tell because you look like you're drinking lots of water and getting plenty of sleep. Like the skin is like perfection. Oh. Like what, like, what are you doing? Like, do you have a specific diet? Like, you know, like, how do you, like, what do you do for the skin? You look full great. Dis full disclosure. I'm on vacation right now. <laughs> So I, I wanted to give you a prettier background, but the lighting wasn't letting me. Oh, oh. my. I was going to set up here, but then I'm like completely. Where are you? I'm Where in Puerto Rico. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous, y'all. It's like, I mean, it is a beach scene. She's got the beach hair. She's got you know, the turban on, like the, the, the wind is bl literally blowing in the trees. Y'all, it looks like a postcard. So, you know, I saw like this, this window where I was like, okay, like I have work to do, but I don't have to be anywhere and meet with anybody. And I haven't had a day off in two and a half months. I'm like, I am going to break out for like a few minutes. So this is, you know, I was laying out this morning and then I came in to put my yes. face. To yes. see you. So, you, know, lay out. Uh, you know, a lot of this is, you know, it's, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I'll do some work at night and stuff like that. Um, but I just needed to do absolutely. Well, you nothing. know, you know, this podcast is called a fashion moment. So what we do, we ask our guests at the end, mm -hmm. what is your favorite fashion moment 
of all time. It could be personal, professional, or both. It could be something that you've seen, an observation, but just a moment that was really magical for you. Wow. That's a little, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I know the first, the one memory that's coming into my head of all things is that scene in Cleopatra when Elizabeth Taylor comes out with the, the huge like gold headdress and like, you know, that like intense eyeliner and she's being carried in by all these men into the thing. And it was just like this all gold extravaganza. Like you just couldn't. I have chills because I know the exact scene. Exactly. You're talking about. I mean, how glorious. I mean, she's just like a goddess in that moment. And you're just like in awe. And she just looks, and she looks so stunning. You know, and it's like, that's like, as you ask me this question, that's like the picture in my head. And I'm like, really? Of all things? Like, yes. Um, you would be surprised. Yeah. Some of our guests have some very, like, it's just been varied from like childhood memories all the way up to like, I'm doing, you know, Fashion Week in Paris for the last time, you know? So you just never know like what sticks with you. Uh, but you're like amazing girl. Like I, I am just like your career, um, just your, your dedication to the industry and what you do, the love for what you do and just that hustle and grind, which never, never stops. But I'm glad that you are taking time for a breather and, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll have more of those. <laughs> In the upcoming year. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, you know, it's just like, I mean, I love what I do. And, you know, when, you know, when I'm in the thick of those projects and, and like sleep deprived and, you know, and you just, you know, and then you ask, like, you ask yourself, like, oh my God, you know, it's so much work. Why do you do it? But, then when you look at the, at the fine, like when I see like that finalized image, you know, whether it's the photo in an article or, you know, the advertisement to a TV show and you see how it all comes together. And I'm always like, wow, I did that. <laughs> and I give myself wow. a pat on the back and then I go shopping because I'm like, yes! I'm <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so much michelle thank you for having me i'm so happy we got to talk it's been way too long you are so you're just an amazing soul thank you're obviously welcome back anytime if you're working on any cool projects and you want to tell us about it let me know you are more than welcome to come on back likewise and if there's anything that i can you know that i can help out in do whatever you know whatever you want to do it's it's (laughs) your world michelle 10 (laughs) thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment if you like what you hear we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show 
We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.